section nine part one chapter two continued of the four horsemen of the apocalypse by vicente blasco ibanez this librivox recording is in the public domain the wife was always silent when her husband was present she was used to rising in the middle of the night in order to oversee the breakfasts of the peons the distribution of biscuit and the boiling of the great black kettles of coffee or shrub tea she looked after the chattering and lazy maids who so easily managed to get lost in the nearby groves in the kitchen too she made her authority felt like a regular house mistress but the minute that she heard her husband's voice she shrank into a respectful and timorous silence upon sitting down at table the china would look at him with devoted submission her great round eyes fixed on him like an owl's desnoyers felt that in this mute admiration was mingled great astonishment at the energy with which the ranchman already over seventy was continuing to bring new occupants to live on his domain the two daughters luisa and elena accepted with enthusiasm the new rival who came to enliven the monotonous conversations in the dining-room so often cut short by their father's wrathful outbursts besides he was from paris paris sighed elena the younger one rolling her eyes and desnoyers was henceforth consulted in all matters of style every time they ordered any confections from the shops of buenos aires the interior of the house reflected the different tastes of the two generations the girls had a parlor with a few handsome pieces of furniture placed against the cracked walls and some showy lamps that were never lighted the father with his boorishness often invaded this room so cherished and admired by the two sisters making the carpets look shabby and faded under his muddy boot tracks upon the gilt centre table he loved to lay his lash samples of maize scattered its grains over a silk sofa which the young ladies tried to keep very choice as though they feared it might break near the entrance to the dining-room was a weighing machine and madariaga became furious when his daughters asked him to remove it to the offices he was not going to trouble himself to go outside every time that he wanted to know the weight of a leather skin a piano came into the ranch and elena passed the hours practicing exercises with desperate good will heavens and earth she might at least play the jota or the perican or some other lively spanish dance and the irate father at the hour of siesta betook himself to the nearby eucalyptus trees to sleep upon his poncho this younger daughter whom he dubbed la romantica was the special victim of his wrath and ridicule where had she picked up so many tastes which he and his good china never had had music books were piled on the piano in a corner of the absurd parlor were some wooden boxes that had held preserves which the ranch carpenter had been made to press into service as a bookcase look here frenchy scoffed madariaga all these are novels and poems pure lies hot air he had his private library vastly more important and glorious and occupying less space in his desk adorned with guns thongs and chaps studded with silver was a little compartment containing deeds and various legal documents 
which the ranchman surveyed with great pride pay attention now and hear marvellous things announced the master to desnoyers as he took out one of his memorandum books this volume contained the pedigree of the famous animals which had improved his breeds of stock the genealogical trees the patents of nobility of his aristocratic beasts he would have to read its contents to him since he did not permit even his family to touch these records and with his spectacles on the end of his nose he would spell out the credentials of each animal celebrity diamond three grandson of diamond one owned by the king of england son of diamond two winner in the races his diamond had cost him many thousands but the finest horses on the ranch those which brought the most marvellous prices were his descendants that horse had more sense than most people he only lacked the power to talk he's the one that's stuffed near the door of the parlor the girls wanted him thrown out just let them dare to touch him i'd chuck them out first then he would continue reading the history of a dynasty of bulls with distinctive names and a succession of roman numbers the same as kings animals acquired by the stubborn ranchman in the great cattle fairs of england he had never been there but he had used the cable in order to compete in pounds sterling with the british owners who wished to keep such valuable stock in their own country thanks to these blue-blooded sires that had crossed the ocean with all the luxury of millionaire passengers he had been able to exhibit in the concourses of buenos aires animals which were veritable towers of meat edible elephants with their sides as fit and sleek as a table that book amounts to something don't you think so frenchy it is worth more than all those pictures of moons lakes lovers and other gewgaws that my romantica puts on the walls to catch the dust and he would point out in contrast the precious diplomas which were adorning his desk the metal vases and other trophies won in the fairs by the descendants of his blooded stock luisa the elder daughter called chicha in the south american fashion was much more respected by her father she is my poor china right over again he said the same good nature and the same faculty for work but more of a lady desnoyers entirely agreed with him and yet the father's description seemed to him weak and incomplete he could not admit that the pale modest girl with the great black eyes and smile of childish mischief bore the slightest resemblance to the respectable matron who had brought her into existence the great fiesta for chicha was the sunday mass it represented a journey of three leagues to the nearest village a weekly contact with people unlike those of the ranch a carriage drawn by four horses took the senora and the two senoritas in the latest suits and hats arrived via buenos aires from europe at the suggestion of chicha desnoyers accompanied them in the capacity of driver the father remained at home taking advantage of this opportunity to survey his fields in their sunday solitude thus keeping a closer oversight on the shiftlessness of his hands he was very religious religion and good manners you know but had he not given thousands of dollars toward building the neighboring church a man of his fortune should not be submitted to the same obligations as ragamuffins during the sunday lunch the young ladies were apt to make comments upon the persons and merits of the young 
men of the village and neighboring ranches who had lingered at the church door in order to chat with them don't fool yourselves girls observed the father shrewdly you believe that they want you for your elegance don't you what those shameless fellows really want are the dollars of old madariaga and once they had them they would probably give you a daily beating for a while the ranch received numerous visitors some were young men of the neighborhood who arrived on spirited steeds performing all kinds of tricks of fancy horsemanship they wanted to see don julio on the most absurd pretexts and at the same time improved the opportunity to chat with chicha and luisa at other times they were youths from buenos aires asking for a lodging at the ranch as they were just passing by don madariaga would growl another good-for-nothing scamp who comes in search of the spanish ranchman if he doesn't move on soon i'll kick him out but the suitor did not stand long on the order of his going intimidated by the ominous silence of the patron this silence of late had persisted in an alarming manner in spite of the fact that the ranch was no longer receiving visitors mavariaga appeared abstracted and all the family including desnoyers respected and feared his taciturnity he ate scowling with lowered head suddenly he would raise his eyes looking at chicha then at desnoyers finally fixing them upon his wife as though asking her to give an account of things his romantica simply did not exist for him the only notice that he ever took of her was to give an ironical snort when he happened to see her leaning at sunset against the doorway looking at the reddening glow one elbow on the door-frame and her cheek in her hand in imitation of the posture of a certain white lady that she had seen in a chromo awaiting the night of her dreams desnoyers had been five years in the house when one day he entered his master's private office with the brusque air of a timid person who has suddenly reached a decision don julio i am going to leave and i would like our accounts settled madariaga looked at him slyly going to leave eh what for but in vain he repeated his questions the frenchman was floundering through a series of incoherent explanations i'm going i've got to go ah you thief you false prophet shouted the ranchman in stentorian tones but desnoyers did not quail before the insults he had often heard his patron use these same words when holding somebody up to ridicule or haggling with certain cattle drovers ah you thief you false prophet do you suppose that i do not know why you are going do you suppose old madariaga has not seen your languishing looks and those of my dead fly of a daughter clasping each other's hands in the presence of poor china who is blinded in her judgment it's not such a bad stroke frenchy by it you would be able to get possession of half of the old spaniard's dollars and then say that you had made it in america and while he was storming or rather howling all this he had grasped his lash and with the butt end kept poking his manager in the stomach with such insistence that it might be construed in an affectionate or hostile way for this reason i have come to bid you good-bye said desnoyers haughtily i know that my love is absurd and i wish to leave the gentleman would go away the ranchman continued spluttering the gentleman believes that here one can do what one pleases no siree here nobody commands but old madariaga and i order you to stay ah these women they only serve to antagonize men and yet we can't live without them he took several turns up 
and down the room as though his last words were making him think of something very different from what he had just been saying desnoyers looked uneasily at the thong which was still hanging from his wrist suppose he should attempt to whip him as he did the peons he was still undecided whether to hold his own against a man who had always treated him with benevolence or while his back was turned to take refuge in discreet flight when the ranchman planted himself before him you really love her really he asked are you sure that she loves you be careful what you say for love is blind and deceitful i too when i married my china was crazy about her do you love her honestly and truly well then take her you devilish frenchy somebody has to take her and may she not turn out a weak cow like her mother let us have the ranch full of grandchildren in voicing this stock-raiser's wish again appeared the great breeder of beasts and men and as though he considered it necessary to explain his concession he added i do this because i like you and i like you because you're serious End of section 9. Recording by Tony Oliva, Albuquerque, New Mexico.